Lisa J here with another episode of No Pink Spandex. And I am joined by the entire crew. We have Jer. What it do, shorty? <laughs> wow. Brandon. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and Spy. Hello, How you doing? Boy. <laughs> wow. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Listen, I, I'm just happy to have all four of us here together to talk about the news. It's great. Uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of news from Hasbro. Talk about some some uh, inklings that we're having about Shout Factory and their relationship with Hasbro. Trumers. We have some reactions to, you know, an interview that might have happened. And and we will be reviewing Dino Fury episode four, New Recruits. So, mm -hmm. all, all four of us. that. All, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of that and more coming up. But first, these wonderful gentlemen that do the show with me also do things outside of no pink spandex so uh spy where can people normally find you people can find me on instagram at instagram.com slash jonathan custis right now i'm on an x-men action figure kick but eventually i'll circle back to power ranger content for you <laughs> <laughs> well i've been enjoying it well thank you there yes. you go <laughs> okay brandon where can people find you they can find me and my podcast, Tribunal of the Grid, at linktr.ee forward slash Tribunal of the Grid. All of our links are there. Um, we, like No Pink Spandex, cover Power Rangers and the news. And we also talk about the actors as well and what they're currently doing. Um, so, yeah, check us out. We also do interviews with them as well. So be on the lookout for some cool stuff. Anything you want to tease? Nothing to tease today? Mm, nothing to tease. Not right now. Okay. All right. Well, you let me know, okay? <laughs> you let me know. And Jeremy, where can people find you? Uh, people can find uh, all of my old video reviews on YouTube at Captain Subpar's Toy Reviews. Um, and you can find me on the socials, talking about Dino Fury and Zenkaiger and posting pictures on Captain underscore Subpar on Twitter and Instagram. Should have some, got some new Zenkaiger toys recently, so I'll be having some pictures of those soon. So, you know, a lot of good stuff. And that. And that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find No Pink Spandex on all the socials. So that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, at No Pink Spandex. And I thank the new listeners for tuning in and checking out our show. Now, here's a favor I got to ask y'all. Up top. Up top. Mm. Now, mm -hmm. the folks who have been listening, and if you enjoy what you're listening to, why don't you go ahead and give us your five-star review on that uh, Apple podcast thing? Yeah. Why don't you do that? You know? And if it's not five stars, don't give it. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Treat us okay. like an episode of Dino Fury and give us five stars. <laughs> Give No Pink Spandex five stars on or don't. Apple <laughs> Podcasts or don't write anything at all. 
really and truly, if <laughs> if you if you are enjoying the content that we are providing you, then feel free to give us your great review, and that helps us get out to more people. You know, you know, get gets us up there in the search, and uh, and it really does help spread the word about what we do. I think we're funny. We're funny. We're entertaining. You know, we we are providing wonderful interviews like the one that we had with Hunter Dino and Tessa Rao from Power Rangers Dino Fury. Yes. Yeah. Two queens. Okay. Now, listen, I thoroughly enjoyed myself and there's always never an amount of time in order to go back for back and forth with all the things I wanted to ask them. However, I want I thought like especially with Tess's reaction to the whole situation with the whole skirt thing, right? Which we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the last time we talk about it. But so, I mm-hmm. I wanted I definitely wanted to hear their opinion because out of all the opinions i would want to hear the two people that are actually on the show so what did your thoughts of the interview the the one thing i will take away the most is in my head i'm trying to picture tessa playing jborg and my brain yes. doesn't make the connection it does not compute it does it's not, not compute. possible <laughs> for real for real i get it i get it like i get it i'm just like yeah, no, they 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 cast it as they should, as they yes. should. Yeah, uh, Tessa talked about this, and she, you know, she said it in the nicest way possible. But one of the things that they always come back to that she didn't realize the first time she tried out is that, like, however you would act on a normal show, you have to overact. You know, you have to bring extra energy. You have to be a little over the top. If you acted like you normally would on a show, then you're not doing enough for it. And I always think that's one of the most interesting balances in a show like Power Rangers, because yes, you have to do that, but you can still always overdo that. And yeah. the good actors are the ones who can bring energy, but also not come off like, you know, unrealistic. And yep. that's been okay. the big thing I've been seeing in Dino Fury is yes, they give you the energy, but they're not being like, oh, I'm over the top wacky kids character, which we've gotten a lot of in recent years. And correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, because I am not the actor, okay? But (laughs) overacting is different than heightened, right? Absolutely. So heightened means there is energy there, there is purpose. It's on a different plane than what you would play something that's a little bit more... I don't say mellow, that's not the right word, but a little bit more... Ah, I'm losing the word. But overacting is can be a whole bunch of bad. <laughs> like I mean, <Yes. laughs> right? So she was describing the way in which like it's not a drama. Like this is not Disney Plus. Okay. Like, well, okay. Disney Plus Star Wars, <laughs> not Disney Plus like <laughs> like high school musical because they have those so you know you have to play it a little differently when you're dealing with live action kids television 
So right. So yeah, I mean, all that stuff was interesting to me. I I I thoroughly enjoyed having that chat with them, and and I wish that uh, I had more time with them. That that's that's really just it. I'm just like I wish I had more time with them. So um, thank you to them and to Hasbro for uh, setting that up and uh mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be able to uh continue doing those types of interviews yeah and by the way also i also really liked that tessa was like oh you mean you're talking about the fact that i wasn't the first person cast for this role right she's like, <laughs> i'm not beating around the bush that's what you're talking about right like yeah okay yep because for me i'm just like listen i'm just like hey now uh i'm not gonna stop you from saying anything i'm i let you talk I mean, whatever. She's like, do you mean that? I'm just like, sure. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Wasn't trying to ask that, but go ahead. Right? <laughs> she just went for it. Just Love went her. for it. So it's great. It's great. It's great. You I'm know? not going to lie. I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that Hunter was talking about those cows as pets. I was just oh, like, oh. I've never heard this. This is this is interesting. I want to hear more. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Can I Can I just say... As someone who grew up on a farm, a cattle farm, Hunter, you sweet summer child. <laughs> like, the things that go on on a cattle farm, the things I have done in my life, because that is how it goes, I could never in my wildest dreams consider naming a cow. Cows don't get names. Cows don't get individualized, <laughs> because if you do, you will be traumatized for the rest of your life. Oh, like they're oh. they're just there for milk and then meat afterwards. Oh well, he she's that's what she said. She said that these weren't the milking meat yes. cows. Right. She must have only had she only had, must have only had a few, or that or whatever. I don't know what because like she said cows, she has forty. Yeah, they have forty. How do you have? I don't. I don't. That's okay. That's that's a weird thing to me. That's a very weird thing to me. I mean, I'm the person who grew up on a farm, and then someone, like, when people from the city would visit when I was a kid, they were like, oh, cows are so cute. I'm like, cows are not cute. (laughs) Cows smell like crap. (laughs) They will hurt you. Also, cow tipping is not a real thing. Anybody who thinks it is is an idiot. It's not a real thing. You can't possibly tip a cow over, even if it's asleep. Just saying that. Just throwing that out there. But it's another story. I don't live there anymore. But it is the uh, first 18 years of my life. It was a strong part of who I was. And uh, farming life is not for everybody. I'll just say that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jeremy, thank you for your contribution to the farm perspective. Uh, uh-huh. I appreciate you. I could show you some pictures. I'm good. <laughs> uh, no, please don't. Very red pictures. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> oh gosh, but anyway, uh move right along to the news. Alright, let's cover things that have happened since we last recorded. Yes. Now, let's start off with Hasbro Pulse announced that they are expanding. And they're going to be in the UK. Okay. Can I tell you how they announced that? <laughs> they're saying they were chuffed. 
Uh, I received an email (laughs) that's from Hasbro Pulse that the headline says, Mate, have you heard? We're chuffed to bits. (laughs) And I was like... accent, though. Accent, though. Spot on. It's the accent for me. To the poor... UK fans out there, you you must have rolled your eyes. <laughs> you must have you right? uh, you weren't chuffed to bits, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this did not come from a native speaker. <laughs> yeah, that was so stereotypical. Sweep your chimney, like <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, for the longest time, the UK fans have had to get their lightning collection through third-party retailers, like 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 kind of like how we have our Targets and our and our um, Best Buys. It's so weird to see Best Buy selling lightning collection, but I digress. Uh, you know, your entertainment earths, that sort of thing. They also had their equivalent over there, and but they never had a Hasbro Pulse, and now they do. So great for them. They can endure some of the things that we had to endure <laughs> over here. Listen, for me, Hasbro Pulse, for me, more times than not, have been very beneficial to me, and uh, and therefore I find I tend to order from them a lot, right? So a lot of people are not going to have the same experience. It does depend on where you live. It does depend on how savvy you are with complaining to customer service. <laughs> so like <laughs> it, it does, it just, it just does. So yeah. your <sighs> mileage may vary. Yeah. I, I just, I'll just say that um, I, I'd like to think that going forward, they're going to have more exclusives, stuff like that. Because since Hasbro Pulse has existed, they've only really had the one, and you can still buy that dragon on their website now. So if that's what you're buying it for, might not be your thing. It's good for free shipping if you're only buying like one figure at a time. Great, fantastic. Oh, yes, um, because like because because otherwise you have to get like fifty dollars worth of stuff before to get free shipping. Mm-hmm. But if you have Has- Hasbro Pulse Premium, anything you buy is free shipping. So. Like like Lisa said, mileage will vary. They've so far with Lightning Collection, they've tended to be the last to ship, unfortunately. So that can be an issue. Um And this was happening after the pandemic happened because there were times when they were the first. So mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. As of the last couple of waves, yeah, they've been kind of at the tail end. Um I, I'm taking the approach of as soon as they give me a reason to buy it, I will sign back up for it. Absolutely. If they give me a reason, they're like, oh, we're going to announce on our next big Fan First Friday that we have three awesome figures that are only going to be available on Pulse. Okay, well, then I'll sign up for it. Sure. But until then, I'm going to pass. But like like you said, mileage will vary. And then they also announced that there is going to be a Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest. Okay? A Hasbro Pulse... Say that five times fast. A Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest on Friday, 
April 9th. And this is supposed to be replacing the entertainment brand event that they would have at Toy Fair, where um, no. some folks would be able to go in person. And I think the past couple of years, they... Well, not last year, duh. But before the pandemic, I think the last couple of years, they were live streaming it as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it was one year they just live stream it. Um, but... But yeah, so I think before the pandemic, I went the past couple of years in person. And so this is that, right? So they said that they're going to have a whole, they're going to announce a whole bunch of things from all of their different brands. And I'm just going to read the Power Rangers one because hello. Okay. So uh, let me read the end here. My bad. Let me see here. Uh... Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest brings collectors a schedule filled with exciting brand panels that will offer exclusive news and opportunities to secure their favorite products before anyone else. Uh, there's a special guest that has to do with G.I. Joe. I don't care. Uh, and cast <laughs> members of the new series Power Rangers Dino Fury. In addition to panels, fans can look forward to product giveaways, behind-the-scenes content, and more. And so the blurb under the Power Rangers specific info, the Hasbro Power Rangers team will share more phenomenal news and updates around the expanding Lightning Collection product line. Power Ranger fans will get early looks at cool new action figures coming soon, as well as a sneak peek at what's coming up later this year. It's Morphin time. So. So, so, so. Uh, what do you guys think they are going to announce? Um, I think it's kind of going to be a mix. Like, Lightning Collection, I assume we'll see the stuff we've talked about recently, like the monsters, Prantis Head and Eye Guy, mm-hmm. the A-Squad stuff, um, just basically, you know, a lot of the next wave stuff. And then we'll probably get Dino Fury. We'll probably see, like, basic figures for Izzy and Javi and Void Knight, you know, things like that. Mm. The rest of the Zords, maybe maybe a sneak peek at Gold, depending on when they're going to debut him or not. Um, stuff like that. So, because normally they do, they do, they show stuff at Toy Fair that is for fall of this year, and so we've already they've already announced Lightning Collection that is supposed to be shipping. <laughs> In August, really, July, like, low-key June, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So we haven't really gotten to actual, like, fall stuff, right? Um, Yeah. Other things, yeah. The other big thing that's been happening with Hasbro in general, um, a big announcement of it was, like, with Transformers stuff last week was we're getting a ton more Walmart exclusives. Like, they are really going hard on the Walmart exclusives. Please don't. So (laughs) that might be where you find your monsters next time. You know, stuff like that. Um, And as far as, like, the basic figures go, they're probably, like, a wave refresh, not a full fall wave. You know, Mm. where it's going to be, like... Because that happens a lot, where they'll they'll release, like, three or four characters, and then they'll re-release the same characters, but with limited availability, so they can push in new figures as well. Mm-hmm. So they might throw in like a henchman or whatever to fill out the line. Um, 
mostly I want the figures that actually have the swords, but we'll see when that happens. One can hope. Yeah, well, listen, they are going to be streaming this Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest. Man, they need to come up with some new names. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. They're going to be streaming on Friday, April 9th on their YouTube channel. And I believe also on their Facebook page, they will also be streaming there uh, simultaneously. So, so yeah, uh, it's going to be a very busy end of March, early April. It's going to be very busy because we also have Dino Fury. The mid-season finale is also, I'm predicting it's also going to be in April. So, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of buzz, a lot of things that need to be just wrapped up. And then maybe, can we take a break? Can we take a break? I was going to say, because they usually end like episode 8, 9, or 10, whatever feels right. Yeah, so, so. I, just, I just need a, I need a, I need a break. Hasbro, <laughs> can I get a break, please? Please. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. All then right. we'll do nothing in May and June. Just nothing. Just can we just chill? Can we just chill? Summer All vacation. Right. right. So let's move on to some comics news. Yeah. Now I will preface by saying this. I personally have been reporting on less comics news because I'm enjoying them and I want to be surprised somewhat. <laughs> I wanna like have some enjoyment. So I've been purposely purposefully not reporting on like the stuff from Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers because that is what we're currently enjoying. However, like, weren't you really excited when you found out that Matt was the Green Ranger? How you weren't spoiled on that? However, <laughs> these one shots they're going to be reported on because, 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 like, it's just this, it's just happening. Okay. So if you do not want to know any further, then. I'll have a time code in the show notes where you can skip ahead to our wonderful review of Dino Fury. Go ahead. But we're going to be talking about some things. Okay? So, in comics news, we already have the one-shot Power Rangers Unlimited Air to Darkness going to be released on March 31st. So, what we learned recently, and I'll just read the blurb about that just in case for people don't know. Um, it's going to be a one shot written by L.L. McKinney, the Black Queen. Okay, I, I can't, I can't use my Black Queen voice right now. I'm trying to recover from, from a little bit of you know throat situation. So, uh, but just I'll save it for another time. Black Queen, uh, artist Simone Ragazzoni. Colorist Igor Monti, letterer uh, Ed Dukeshire, and the cover is by Dan Moore, and then there's a whole bunch of variant covers by artists that you can find in the show notes. Okay? So the summary for this is Astronema is one of the most popular Power Ranger villains ever, and her true origin is revealed for the first time in a one shot directly connected to the events of Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers. Before she became a Power Ranger, a young girl named Caron was kidnapped by bounty hunters and brainwashed into the assassin known as Astronema by two of the greatest threats in the galaxy, Dark Spectre and Ecliptor. 
But what is Dark Spectre's true plan and what does it mean for the new Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers teams? Right? Again, this link will be in the show notes. There are preview pages. I did not read them. I want to be suppressed. I, I've, we've seen people talk about it. We were like, hey, there's this ranger in here. I'm just like, that's awesome. Avert my eyes. So even <laughs> when I'm reporting on this, I'm trying to like save some stuff for myself as well. But then it was also announced that there is another one shot part of the Power Rangers Unlimited series, it seems. And this one is called Power Rangers Unlimited Edge of Darkness. Okay, So this is going to be written by Frank Gogol, G-O-G-O-L, artist Simone Aragasoni, and main cover by Dan Mora. And of course, we have variant covers by these artists who will also be in the show notes. <laughs> I'm not saying these names today. It's just not happening. So this is the release date. It's going to be uh, June 30th. And the summary, answering Zordon's call, the Phantom Ranger investigates the aftermath of an Imperial attack, only to discover their connection to an ancient evil he encountered long ago which may have finally returned to threaten the entire universe. And then it says rising star Frank Gogol, uh, Dead End Kit, and artist Simone Aragasoni, Power Rangers Dragon New Dawn, present the full, first full appearance of the Phantom Ranger in a story that will ripple through the Power Rangers franchise. And people oh, lost their minds. By the way, Frank Gogol is everywhere t- typing this up. I've seen him on the Twitter, on Facebook, on Reddit. He's just like, look at what I did. It's coming, guys. It's coming. He's, yeah. he's, he's a hardcore fan. He so. is. It's good that he's excited. Yes. Hardcore fan, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So this cover, this main cover, ahem. Phantom Ranger has his Fan- arm covered in grape jelly. Hate <laughs> <laughs> that when that happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my gosh well he, he just he looked like he beat up some tangas you know what i'm saying and uh and he's holding somebody he's holding uh, a child the child mm-hmm. and it's that Grogu. child it's stupid <laughs> he, he kind First of looks of all, like a mandalorian he does a <laughs> little bit but the thing is is that we know it's baby is. yoda it's baby yoda that's the name i don't know this grogu baby yoda second of all this child is exactly baby rita yeah we've seen her in gogo in this outfit in this outfit with this hair yeah so, didn't i tell you we needed it. baby rita a long time ago <laughs> we did and we we're do. doing it they we listened do. to me that's right <laughs> So, so they're fully establishing that the Phantom Ranger is hella old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's got to be at least 10,000 years old. Or we don't really know what the Phantom Ranger is because it could be... The spirits. Like, similar entity. similar to a Mandalorian-esque of like, well, whoever dons this suit, well, Ooh. you out here. Oh, true. Okay, so there's been a billion phantoms. Okay. Out here, so, you know, it could be that too. 
Oh, oh man. He is I'm Ninja not... of Ninja. <laughs> I just, I am looking forward to this one. I am looking forward to this one shot so much. So much. It's just like everybody is always wondering, yo, what's up with this Phantom Ranger dude? Now, listen, I don't need beat by beat. Like, because part right, of the. Don't explain too much. Yeah, yeah, part of the mystery okay. is not really knowing, you know? Wouldn't, but... wouldn't adult Rita have some Tanga trauma? Like, because she, she, she loved him in season three. But you'd think she'd have some Tanga trauma. The Tengas might not be after her in that particular cover. Maybe they're just after him for taking her. Mm, I don't know. She looks scared. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find <laughs> out in two months. <laughs> <laughs> and I like um, on these variant covers, because we, we were talking um, in one of our recent reviews about the Imperials. And you can really see here how they're the, you know, they're all the secondary colors. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're all lined up against the emissaries in the correct order, by the way. See? Fighting their their uh, complementary color. Yeah. 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 This cover's great. Love it. I love, love these cover. I all of these covers are great. Like, hello, the last one. Let me see. I know this guy. Derek Chen. Hello. Yeah, that's super realistic, yeah. Hello. Very nice. Loving that. So yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I'm uh, man, comics. And it's and I like so... how they have a variant, um, an eve a bad guy variant that's by the same artist who has a bad guy variant for the astronomer one shot. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah. I that think is... they connect. I'm not sure. They might connect. Don't quote me on that. Maybe, yeah. but they're the Don't same exact style. So Vin- you can have a nice Vincenzo Riccardi. Yeah, let's go with that. That's the artist. But it's very cool. Miss Master Vile getting to take center stage. He doesn't get enough love. He doesn't. <laughs> right? He's got his cool skull spaceship in the background. Love it. He might have an interesting story to tell one day. Right? Might we be need, part we... of might be part of the Power Rangers Unlimited series. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I feel like we need to explore the fact that it, that the mom is like the nicest lady in the world. And the dad is this dude. This this dude. This right. dude. Right. Like sis, what was you thinking? <laughs> Some moment of weakness. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Was she thinking he's got three heads everywhere? Whoa. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> this, is, this is this is why Jason Bischoff was just like, okay, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> I love that. I I flabbergasted that man. <sighs> Oh my gosh! Yes, uh, and yeah, for those who may not be aware, uh, we also interviewed Jason Bischoff. He was like the former, like he has so many titles, <laughs> but he worked yes. at Hasbro. He worked at Saban. Currently works at Funko. Uh, had to do. He worked mostly worked with licensing, but he also but many hats, many hats, many hats. To that guy. So we did an interview with him. You should go listen to that, where Jeremy scares the man. So. Uh, That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, back to this one shot. We haven't had an anthology in a while, so having this series, it looks like I'm just put. I don't know. I yes. I did not read any, you know. But having these one shots that are kind of uh, called together. And we're focusing on these d- 
different entities, I'm here for it, you know? Like, an anthology is cool, it's nice. You you get to read a story that you may not be featured on the main stage, but it's also a really interesting story by itself, and it's great. But having this type of... Um, having these grouped together for a purpose... I'm loving mm-hmm. it. I'm loving it. Yeah, I I remember last time when you said that they had added the name Power Rangers Unlimited to this, to the Astronomer one. I was like, well, they do Spider-Man Unlimited, so that's what they should do. Just have like just one shots all the time that are just dedicated to whoever they want to dedicate it to within the Power Rangers universe, and that's what they're doing. So I'm down with it. Beautiful. And then it just and it gives different writers it gives more opportunities to different writers mm-hmm. in order to show their stuff right mm-hmm. so you know black queen ll mckinney doing astronomer and now you have like super fan <laughs> like he really is everywhere and it's amazing you know so like I'm, I'm down for it i'm down for it i'm down for it all i cannot wait to read where is all the one shots we need all of them i just need them all right now I mean, that's, that's how that's how new series get started. Is is a one shot has a character or an arc that just clicks with the fans, and they demand more, and then that's how a new new series starts. That's so, how we're getting Lightspeed Rescue. <laughs> I'm hoping, hoping, and praying. Okay, we want to sell. Tell me <laughs> what actually happened to Ryan because it doesn't make sense. Give me Ryan's life. Well, hey, listen, I wouldn't mind a one shot in the right. light speed rescue realm there and then see how it sells. Then you'll <laughs> find out and then we can move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Underappreciated wow. light speed needs more love. I think you are the only one who cares about light speed. That here. is not true. <laughs> that is not true. It is me and Chair. Oh, oh. That is the world needs, them. Yes, well, the world yeah. needs more light speed love. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, honest to God, no, and this is all like no cap. If if there was a light speed one shot that did very well and was able to catapult into something bigger, then that's only better for the franchise because if you could take a light speed and then make that interesting and then catapult that, and so that normies can care more about power rangers than just mmpr i'm free i'm here for it honestly that, i'm here that for that was it. a compl assault i know it was <laughs> a compl assault uh, but it is wow. true though but it is true though like if right now all the space seasons are getting the love and it's easy because there's space and everybody loves space so let's make it easy. Let's sell space, right? So Despite the fact that Lost Galaxy sucks. Despite that fact. So so right now, right now, if you're able to take another season and bring some excitement to it where people will want to keep reading and buying, then that will just grow the franchise even more and companies are not going to be scared and not just always revert back to, well, how are we going to insert Draken in this one? You know what I mean? Oh my god. 
So let's just, because, I mean, Draken sells. We've been told time and time again, Draken sells. And they are a business, and they need to make the money. So, but we need we need stuff like this. We need these kind of one-shots. And just the people out there, please, if you want to show that these comics are where it's supposed to be and what these and how these stories are supposed to be told please tell a friend i'm not you don't even have to tell five billion friends tell a friend who does not know about it yet and let them read these one shots and appreciate what these artists are bringing to us honestly honestly this is the moment okay we need to spread the gospel I'm pretty sure in this one shot, Draken is probably going to visit the spirit world and talk to Diabolico and Girl, be like, shut, all right, stop. stop it. Quiet. Don't like you right now. Right. Oh, if the regulatory appearance of Draken in each one is what we have to have to get these made, like, we could do it. I mean, just like, either two panel appearance, no. say your line, get out. I don't need Poochie here. To do his foolishness. I can't believe Draken set this fire. <laughs> Everything is Draken's fault. Everything. Every bad thing that has ever happened Draken was somehow is the Draken related. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't this landfill is full of garbage that Draken has created throughout his entire life. <laughs> now the orgs are rising again. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like where you like girl, where are you going? Oh, I'm just gonna get to the store, but you know, before before I head out, um like you need anything? You need anything? Shoes, a wallet, you're good? <laughs> you alright over there? Like you good? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, no, no, I got no I got mine. You got yours? Ah, I guess I don't. Mm. I uh let me go find a guy. I I think I know a guy. <laughs> like like really just anywhere you can just that would be so funny though like if you make these references and then like he just doesn't appear you know what I mean it's like they pick up stuff from like Uh, like, he doesn't even appear just does it off screen (laughs) that's even better yes like it's just like you you know like you go to whatever that library or Molosseum or whatever it was and be like and you just walk by it but like yo like just don't mention them. Just don't. But like the fans know. They're like, oh, that's the. Okay. Do one of those. Then I'll be okay with it. But like, let's let's just leave Draken alone in these one shots. All right. Like, yes, this is all right. He's already in Power Rangers. He's already in the main mm-hmm. one. He's fine right there. I have no problem with him. I'm just, you know, just don't get no ideas, boom. Just don't get no ideas. Mm. <laughs> Anyhow. All right. I think. That was it for the news. Shout. Duh! Lies, I tell. Lastly. So, this was a little bit that Shout Factory posted on their Twitter. And they said, low inventory alert. These are going out of print soon. And we're running low on product. Under 20 units for each of these get the ones you want today at and then they list a link and so they put up a screenshot and i'm just gonna name a few titles see what they have in common okay gi joe renegade season one volume two trans bot heroes on the scene 
Transformers Japanese, CL Victory, My Little Pony Complete Original Series, Transformers Rescue Bots, Return Heroes, uh, Conan, Conan, G.I. Joe Series. Don't forget Ninja Turtles Next Mutation. Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation. Let's see. More Transformers Rescue Bots, G.I. Joe, Transformers. And Conan. Okay, so what do these have in common? They're all great shows. <laughs> Anyone else? They're all properties owned by Hasbro. <gasps> so, yeah, uh, not looking too great. Mm-hmm. Not looking dun, dun, too dun. great. Because, because there were already Power Ranger sets that were going out of print. And I think um what Beetleborgs and VR Troopers and They yeah, they ran out of those a long time ago. Okay, okay. So but then on the flip side, Shout Factory is redoing or reselling the um MMPR seasons one through three, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we're like, what's going on here, Hasbro? What are you doing? Are you getting are out you of the Shout Factory business? Getting out of the Shout Factory family? Who do they normally, do they normally work with one particular, another particular DVD uh, distributor, company? I think they work with Shout for most things, but there might be certain specific ones where it's like, this is on Netflix, so maybe somebody else does it. But Shout has done a lot of their stuff over the years, yeah. Mm. So, I don't know, or are they, or maybe this is just overall that DVD sales are down, and so you're not seeing it, they may not be seeing the benefit at the moment to continue these uh, these properties being sold on DVD, right? I don't know. Yeah, there's a know. lot of... That, that, that actually reminded me because you were talking about going to Best Buy to get the figures, and I walked into that Best Buy to get my green Zeo figure, and there was like one half row of DVDs in the entire store. Really? Like, what? What happened? One half row? Yeah. The, almost nothing in there wow. for DVDs. There were more toys than there were DVDs. So yeah, I guess streaming is taking over after all. I mean, just a couple years ago, they still had like three or four rows. Mm -hmm. But now it's like a half row. And I'm just like, that's insane. Dang. No physical media anymore. And especially with the pandemic just exacerbating it. like Yeah, mm -hmm. I haven't been to a Best yeah. Buy since before <laughs> COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only DVDs I buy are for, like, shows I just really, really love and have a strong affinity for. And, like, you know, like, I'll buy One Piece because that's my favorite show ever. But, like, <laughs> other than that, I just don't buy DVDs anymore. Yeah, well, I currently did because owning the media and having it so that in the event it goes away 
on a right. streaming platform <laughs> and now it is spread across various digital places where you can't get all the things in one place is annoying mm-hmm. so yeah so maybe so, uh, hopefully possibly people will realize oh wait no wait no actually we need physical stuff we need to own the things let's have it back and then it'll it'll restart i'm not saying it's going to be as big as what it used to be like five years ago ten years ago but mm-hmm. some resurgence so that people can have their physical media again yeah i think for a lot of people it's price where it's like mm-hmm. why am i going to pay for this one movie the price of an entire month's worth of streaming service to watch a That's bunch true. of things it's just that i think a lot of people aren't used to like if something goes away then it's popular enough to pop up somewhere or have somewhere to go and with us it's a little different because we're in this middle ground of like it's popular but some of them are but not as much as these seasons and so therefore there's more of incentive to keep these seasons on longer than these and these will good you know like the office is fine they're on peacock they're fine they're probably not gonna move again like they're good yeah. to go mm-hmm. yeah us not so much we don't know there's and and it's a little bit more complicated with the ownership and who can has the streaming rights for this and when does this expire for for power rangers and like it's a little bit more complicated than uh an office where i believe don't quote me do not quote me but you know nbc bought that show outright and so therefore they can distribute wherever however they please i Mm -hmm. assume so yeah yeah oh boy oh boy so yeah if i mean this was posted on march 17th so guys uh hopefully if you wanted those titles uh go and get them yeah i'm glad i have all of beetleborgs and vr troopers on dvd i'm glad i have that because those are the ones those are the you know the redhead stepchildren of the saban universe where it's like they might forget those exist when they put power rangers back up online somewhere Right. right. <laughs> Just never put them back up. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm glad I have those. I'm not going to pop them in anytime soon, but it's nice to have them. <laughs> but if you wanted to. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. If we don't have any other news, then we can move on to our Dino Fury review. But first, we'd like to tell you a little bit about Amazon. We are Amazon Associates. And... If you use our link, nop.ink slash Amazon, and bookmark it, and then shop on Amazon through that link, then you are helping No Pink Spandex produce the show, give you more content. I mean, I have been editing so many episodes, and part of the reason why is because of your support. So bookmark nop.ink slash amazon you'll be able to go on there and purchase a whole ton of things you could do your books your movies your lightning collection wave eight pre-order wave nine you could you could go ahead and get your did i mention books reading reading is fundamental go buy some books (laughs) uh some of these dvds that that may be going out of print or if you don't know that they're going out of print and you might be afraid that they might go out of print too why don't you go get some dvds i'm saying 
All of those things and more at nop.ink slash Amazon bookmark that link today. All right, Spy, you are free to go. Excellent. It was fun. <laughs> You're missing out. No, enjoy your skirt discussion. Don't you want to totally vibe oh, with damn. some teenagers? <laughs> totally vibe with teenagers, Spy. He said, I am out. But talk about keytars, though. Keytars are Kitar. our era. Keytars. Yes. Oh, my goodness. All right. See you later. <laughs> All right. Let us now review Power Rangers Dino Fury, Episode 4, New Recruits. This was the episode that executive producer Simon Bennett was talking about. He was saying this is one of his favorites. Understandably so. And, mm-hmm. and I can understand why this is one of his favorites. Now, we have to institute the same rule that he said he instituted, which is you can only say cool, cool, coolio once. And that doesn't count for me. But can't, can't, can't keep repeating it. Even though it's so desirable because Zato is so awesome. Um, I don't know who you talking to. What? <laughs> but I'm going to do what I want to do. Hey. You gotta follow Mr. Bennett. I'm a, do I look like I'm on production to you? Maybe. I'm do what I want to do. In fact, and maybe it should be a rule for you because you will be the one to abuse it. How about Listen, that? Listen, I can't help that I am the coolest member of this group. So. Third? <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. Did I stutter? <laughs> the lies. The lies. You didn't stutter, but you're definitely delusional. But okay, I'll let you have that. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know that you a lie. You is a full lie. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this episode starts out with Void Knight and all the misfits at. Area 62 uh, there and they're watching him bring to life Boom Tower, supposed to be the new general. Right? Definitely a robot in this show. What is he in the other show? He's a monster. He's a general, but he's, you know, he's not a robot. I see. Yeah, he's just a regular monster in Ryu Soldier. Yeah. I see. So, you have here Boom Tower. Now, I'll just say overall, and I, I'll try to be overall, because, again, I don't want to do full-on breakdowns. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, what I did appreciate about the villains is their humor without, I mean, without, throughout, and normally, I would think that it would it would annoy me but it was just the right amount of humor to be like, oh, wait, I didn't catch that the first time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, at first, if you're just watching it, you're just like, okay, you know, villains are saying villain things. Okay, they're villain ways. But there was some humor that was in there that was actually funny to me. So I did appreciate that. Yes. Uh, they have kind of a running gag in this one because 
Okay, let's be real. The the, the name of the monster, Drachnarok, is like the best name ever. <laughs> it's a fantastic monster of the day name. And, you know, he tells people his name, and then over and over again, Boom Tower's like, what's your name? Dragon Guy. Just, beast, you know, to get over beast. here. Yes. <laughs> like, he doesn't remember his name. And I'm like, you better remember his name. It's good. It's so the best name ever. Yeah, there's always a little contention between the villains back and forth, which like, I enjoy. Mucus is even like, 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 that's not my name. And Mucus is like, who cares? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, actually... Touche. <laughs> right. Like I, I I say this every week. Like I love mucus. Like the way the 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 actress reads the lines is fantastic. Just the way she's she's like, how tough is this? And she gets smacked across. She's like, Yep, very tough. I'm like, aw, you're adorable. Love mucus. Like I and I never like those characters that much. They never really do much for me. The like little toady character, but she's fantastic. Love is a strong word. <laughs> She's got good li- line reads. She's got good line reads. I'll use like no, no. This is not even towards the voice actress. Not even towards that. I just love is a strong word. I would mm-hmm. say like, like, love. I'm not there yet. Like, fine, because there are certain. I'm just still trying to find out what Mucus's purpose is right well she had a good purpose in this episode she said it's morphin slime and then she attached herself to the truck to find out where javi was going yeah but like these monsters usually have some tv that is booms them down and finds the rangers or whatever source of energy anyway right like there's Mm -hmm. always like there's there's always somewhere you can write that in. Like, they're just like, oh, where did they... Oh, yes, the energy readings that trailed off from the thing. Like, they could... You know what I mean? So, like... Yeah, I think the thing with mucus that they kind of showed in episode two is you just... You can't kill mucus. Right. So, she's kind of there by default. As useless as she is, she's just there. <laughs> yeah. You try to kill her and she just turns into slime. So it's like, well, if I can't get rid of her, I might as well use her. So. Exactly. But again, overall, I enjoyed what the villains were giving in this episode. You know, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. And then. Meanwhile, we're back at Buzz Blast and Amelia is trying to help Zato get a job as the new reporter for Buzz Blast. She's punching up his resume. And I say Amelia is trying to help Zato, not Amelia and Ollie, because Ollie's contribution is lame. What? <laughs> lame? If the best it thing is that... definitely lame. <laughs> Ollie's contribution was cool, cool, coolio. Flawless. That's what it was. And the point. Nothing you gotta else. do the point. Huh? You gotta do the point. You gotta oh give him the finger guns. Okay, oh my stop. god. Don't, don't, do it. don't, don't do it. Stop. It was cool, cool, coolio. So I, I'm, just, I'm just saying that maybe Ali was there for moral support, but not actual 
contributions. <laughs> but yeah, in, in the midst of all that, while she was trying to get Zeto the job, then they meet Javi, who's also trying to get the same job. But Jeremy, For reasons. yeah, yes. no, Jeremy, what was it? Not, not Jeremy. I won't ask you. I won't ask you because you, what? you, 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 you like cool, cool, coolio. Um, <laughs> Brandon, what mm-hmm. was the reason for Javi wanting to get this job? He wanted to buy himself a keytar. A keytar? Mm-hmm. Jeremy? He wanted- he he ain't wanted to you know he ain't wanted to buy a car he ain't wanted to you know try to pay, pay some bills for college you know pay some no, bills no. buy a Mm-mm. new apartment no 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 tuition no tuition no see I, I I was like why is he explaining what a keytar is then I, then I thought oh wait I'm thirty so kids probably need what a keytar is explained to them. Unfortunately, I, I understood that 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 I yeah. quite understood, but I'm just like, why are you getting a guitar? Why don't you at least say a piano? I'm saving up for a piano. That makes sense. I'm saving up for a guitar. He looks like a guy who already has a guitar, so I guess that's not it. Because literally, a guitar is like a hundred bucks. Like you can get a guitar. A keytar, he even said it's expensive. Do you know how much keytars run? Guys, do you even know? I would think a lot because nobody has them. Guess how much a, just, you know, a decent keytar costs. $600. Brandon? $300? (laughs) You went down. That's funny. The <laughs> a decent one that like looks like not a toy. It's a thousand dollars. Ooh. Well, then he needs that job. See, wow. this is a guy. This is a guy that wears a compact disc T-shirt, as we've seen in promo images. So he likes things that are retro and weird. You wow. know, he likes to be retro guy. But so. you don't need a job to get a keytar. You don't need a job to get a key. I'm going to say that one more time. You don't need <laughs> a job to get a keytar. No, that's not how it rolls. So I get how people, if you're like a, if you're like a college student or something and you're, you're living at home with your parents and you get a little job in order to, you know, buy your own little food and get your own little clothes and get your own little, you know, what is it? What is that called? Income. Um, disposable income. I get that. But a keytar. <laughs> I'm just, I, okay. All That's right. an important purchase. I can't. So moving right along, though, right? So now it's between both of them to say, hey, listen. When are y'all gonna get this job? But I'm a, but Jane was just like, ah, I'm gonna have to like test one of y- test both of y'all. So Javi is sent over to the museum with the glowing orb. And what's his name? Zato is sent over to Pine Ridge High to find Izzy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mind you, there's an Izzy Garcia and this one is this one is um Javi Garcia and 
You know, I, I understand not all Garcias are related. I was going to say, that's a pretty common last name. No, not all Garcias are related, right? Not all of them are related. Maybe maybe there wasn't a conversational little pre-interview, but like, oh, okay, well, how's your fit? You know, family life and whatever. Oh, yeah, I got a sister. Her name's Izzy. I mean, maybe that didn't come up in conversation. You know, maybe not, but that's fine. I'll let that pass. We got Zato going over to the high school. I'm just saying. I wrote this down in my, my Twitter. Um... The budget that this high school has is high. They must have, they must be in the good school district. I'm just saying. Because even when we would go and practice in places and train in places, it wasn't in like the facilities that Pine Ridge High (laughs) gets. So... Mm -hmm. They, they, they're not just some regular public school, man. They got, they got some facilities that were, uh, funded to them. Just saying. Just saying. See, <laughs> I, I was, I was just interested in the fact that we actually are having a team where one ranger and only one ranger is a teenager. They're actually, you know, they're having a nice little age gap between all the different rangers. Yeah, we technically don't know this what- is true ages the rest of them are so maybe i mean like she's definitely a teenager in high school Mm -hmm. we don't know if they're teenagers who have just left high school and are now you know having their own jobs or whatever or if they're 20 somethings and they've left college we we don't really know that yet and one of them 65 million years old that too (laughs) that too yeah i would assume they're all like Early to mid twenties, probably. I would imagine. Uh, I think they're younger than that. Like, I think... I, like Javi's probably twenty, twenty-one, just because he's older than his sister, and I wouldn't assume she's like early high school. So I, I, I thought that they would either be just out of college or just in the upper college age range right yeah so 2021 maybe not graduated yet maybe didn't go to college but we're not talking about that you know what i'm saying like that's what yeah, i'm saying funnily enough i would feel like amelia might be one of the older ones of the group just because she's the one with the stable job and everything i just kind of in, in, i mean it's buzz blast like it's like <laughs> come on now She's a model so, employee, though. Not, she does not. lip gloss reviews. Let's not. Let's not. And she found the best taco in all of Pine Ridge. <laughs> uh, so I love this scene because Izzy is not a girl who is like, oh, hi. Sure. You want to interview me? Absolutely. She's like, no, I don't do interviews. I just practice, bro. Like get out of here with that and then the only thing that caught her eye besides like a guy that could improve her throw so it's beneficial to her but she's just like you say what now you're a knight excuse me Mm -hmm. dragons what (laughs) he got so hyped with the dragons i loved it right he wanted (laughs) to fight a dragon there's dragons he's like dragons where i'm like yo i laughed bro like Yo, man, Russell, he's 
man, he is so good. He is so good at this whole like fish out of water thing. It's great. It's so great. Uh, and and then you have Izzy, who is just like, all right, all right. Like if you could show me how to do the thing better, fine, I'll give you an interview. But like, Dragon Boy, you go ahead, go ahead, show me what you got. And it, it was just a natural conversation. You even have um, uh, what you call it? What's her name? Amelia. Amelia, right? Even she's having jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought there was it. It wasn't like blatant, which is good. But they, but based on like Izzy's attitude, you know, how she's very much like I got you know practice, practice, and then the little interaction she has with her dad later on, um, it really kind of set the stage for it's like, well, maybe Izzy's like the the kid that he likes more because she follows his rules. She's all about the practice. And Javi's the one that's always running off, you know, where it's like he's he might be like the rebel of the group. And then she's the one who understands her dad's rules. Um, You know, that sort of sort of relationship they got going. I mean, you couldn't tell he was a rebel by the leather jacket. And of course, of course. Flannel <laughs> around his waist. But they're, do- they're doing a good job of saying it without being like beating you over the head with it in the dialogue in the same way that it very came up very naturally where he's like oh that's my stepdad blah 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 you know like they didn't like oh here's a wacky little scene where they find out that that's the stepdad you yeah. know it just comes up casually in conversation yeah yeah but yeah it's just uh it was effortless and funny mm-hmm. and we're not farting like it's great it's just great yes no farts i'm going to teach you how to throw this javelin by farting can you imagine can you imagine if a vic and monty were in here in this scene actually yes i can absolutely imagine that happening if this was you know a couple years ago them just in the background (laughs) being like well I, i have to win a trophy by throwing the javelin farther (laughs) (laughs) oh boy yeah that would so happen oh it would just i mean this has ninja steel looks all over it and it would have been a completely different scene Mm -hmm. oh my gosh with their little Mm -hmm. stupid bulk and skull fake remix music in the background i mean it basically happened with monty being shot like an arrow you just change it to a javelin like yeah yeah not that like a javelin (laughs) <laughs> yep. He somehow manages to go all the way through a bale of hay. <laughs> I just, oh boy. All right, let's go back to good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back to the good things. Mm-hmm. So then we see Javi interviewing the professor for all of two seconds. Okay, like, hold on. Why does a museum have a glowing orb? Why? I was wondering why a museum has a generic snooty professor character and he doesn't even get to say something in a snooty voice i'm like say something weird you're you're, you've got the weird little outfit on like because you would have to pay him more if he said a line ah yes yes it's it's very uh it's very kind of over the head with the we have a glowy orb it's called the nephrite orb which you know anybody knows anything that just means jade so oh yes yes because when I hear Nephrite, I just think of Sailor Moon. 
Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Yes, all the four the four generals were Nephrite, Jedi, you know, different stones like that. Kunzai. So, yes. Okay, Kunzai. Well, I completely spelled that wrong on the Twitter. All right, here we go. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm just like, why does a museum have a glowing orb? Like, it's one thing to have like an old stone. It's dead. It's been dead. But why glowing? Why? Why? Yeah, and honestly, if if I hadn't seen the preview... I would have thought by having a green glowing orb called the Nephrite orb that only Izzy was going to get her powers in this episode. Especially when she touched it and it reacted to her, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I thought it was going to be she's going to get her powers and Javi's going to be like, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. And then next episode, he gets his. But no, they're both in there. Okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. I think out of everything, this orb is the weakest. Oh, this episode. Like, the whole way they approached the orb and how they handled the orb. I'll get to it. Watch me. Mm-hmm. So, the monsters come, and of course, they see the orb. They take the orb. What's-his-name calls for the Ranger Hotline. Glad that's still being used. Yes, Javi calls, yep. Uh, Yes, Javi. Sorry, my bad. And... Javier, as his dad calls him, <laughs> and uh, and the rest of the Rangers are just like, uh, "Is I know, like, we just got this interview with you, and you want to talk about vegetables. However, we got to go." She yeah. seemed really cool about it, so because yeah. I would have been oh, the stuff she was saying in the interview was lame. Because she was just like, <laughs> "I like to sleep. I like to stretch. I'd eat." Vet- oh, okay, cool. You do what athletes do. Got it. But yeah, and then yo, so Park Cop. Oh, War Dad? Yeah. You stupid War Dad. So he. This was definitely written over from being. Yes, an you're right. Cop you're right. That's a good call. Park Cop. Because there's no reason. For Park okay. Cop to show up? Yeah. No reason. Right. Right. And yeah. that scene really perplexed me because I'm like, I understand, you know, going back to what Simon Bennett was saying with how they changed him from a uh, from an officer. But why couldn't we just stay? How why couldn't we recreate this scene and put him like somewhere at a park or close to the park? Because I because like didn't you see the tree? Have... Didn't you see the tree and, and and the grass across the across the street? That that's a park. <laughs> but was that his park? <laughs> he he is the park warden. He handles all the parks. Oh, all the parks. Mm-hmm. All, all the parks. parks. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but there was no reason for him no. to roll up. There, there was no reason for him to be there. Absolutely. I mean, not. yeah. The best way you could explain it is being like, well, he's you know he's clearly such a go-getter, rule follower, stickler. He probably he seems like the type of park warden who would roll up on the regular cops all the time, and be like, how can I help, guys? Huh? Can I do something? <laughs> he's, he's like he's like Paul Blart wishing he had a gun. That's the thing. He don't even have a gun, bro. So like he's gonna go up to this monster that he he like he really wants a death wish. Okay. B- b- that monster jacked him up. He did. He, he did. shot him way across the place. He I did. mean, shot him. He did. He First did. of all, he should be dead. First of all. <laughs> Okay. He should be dead. And then the Rangers come, they interact with this boom tower, morph and everything. And all throughout this time, okay, 
all throughout this time, even with Javi coming through, running behind the um, them carts, them crates rather, mm-hmm. and Boom Tower is still holding the orb. Like it's show and tell. Like what are you doing? You could have got. You could have tr- teleported all this time, and then have Void Knight in, in, implant the orb in you or whatever. Like all this time, you are holding the orb and fighting off the Rangers. Why? Why? <sighs> oh, nobody, nobody, nobody has a. Huh? I mean, I mean, he's a gen- generals are dumb. I don't know. I don't have to tell you. I mean, <laughs> I, there is, there really is no, no explanation. No explanation. <laughs> okay, and that's not even the weirdest part of this orb. Okay, so then the Rangers are fighting them. Right? They have their gravity key and their whatever key and their all this other key. Quickly show off some keys so kids will buy them. Yep. Exactly. And then, and then the orb it rolls near near the dad's truck, right? Javi is like, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna save the day. I'm a, I'm gonna get this orb back, and I'm gonna drive it away, so that the monsters can't get it again. So you mean to tell me that you just left your dad for dead? That you just, you just. You were just like, wait a minute, I, I see a finger move. He I all right, let me go take his truck and drive away. <laughs> I mean the Rangers are there, right? I just you don't check on your father. Stepdad. No, no that's, that's his, dad. his dad. Oh, that's that's his actual dad? Yeah. Okay. Well then I'll said He said bump dad because he won't let me play music and he won't let me do what I want to do, so I don't care if you live or die. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, I mean, his real dad likes his, his stepsister better than him, so. It's just, you just be leaving your dad for da- Like, that to I was just like, okay. Like, why are we driving? I don't know. Anyway, so he drives away, leaves his father. Mucus is just, and I think, what is it? Um, Boom Tower is just like, yo, Mucus, follow that dude. And that's when the It's Morphin Slime comes in, right? And so mm-hmm. Mucus, like, you know, attaches herself to the car. And and it had to take the Rangers to go save Park Cop. Like, I, it's just to me, I mean, no wonder the father don't like his son. He leaves him for dead. It's the heat of the moment. You want to help? I don't. I'm not gonna go get on Javi too much. Listen. Oh lord. You do what you can. Oh boy. Yes. In the heat of the moment, he did not think of his fault. <laughs> sure didn't. Well, he he needed to get the orb because the orb is his story to get a keytar. Keytars are more important than dads. Oh boy. Uh, and then you have Jane and Jay Borg. We can talk about them later. It's fine. I don't need to talk about them right now. Look, listen. Uh, I think that when we found out about Izzy being a fan of the Power Rangers, it was a great juxtaposition from like, I'm the cool teen. Don't need an interview. I'm fine. To like, oh my gosh. Power Rangers are cool. Hi, hi, hi. I can help you. Hi. I'm like, that's kind of, that's, that's nice. That's nice. Right. So. 
And they, yeah, they had that little scene with, uh, with, uh, where dad and he's got his little bandage on his head and he's, he's more concerned about practice than he is, you know, her being concerned about his well-being. As dads are. Yeah. Yes. Like, you all right? Did you do what you were supposed to do? I'm fine. I was practice. Okay. So, so yeah, but let's, okay. So we need, we, we need to, we need to skip to the main event here. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Mucus so. tra- tracked Javi down and then told the general and, and Drachnarok. So it's the big showdown with Javi's got the got the, the nephrite orb. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Javelin. <laughs> <laughs> nice throw. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I'll say this. The Javelin thing, they actually use the Javelin in the fight a- in really cool ways. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah. that's I'm, yeah i'm down with that like she jumps on the tree with it all that sort of stuff that's pretty cool so. oh yeah but no fight was great fight was mm-hmm. great okay mm-hmm. it's this orb though so here's the thing about this orb right like the the, the rangers show up there you know they eventually try to show up and you know help, try to help or whatever but javi what made you think that a glowing orb that don't look like it's very friendly. What made you think that smashing it would be the resolution? I mean, I think it's the simple bad guys want it. If I break it, then there's no way bad guy gets it. Right. I mean, it could have easily almost also like blew up in his face and killed both him and his sister. But hey, it worked out. <laughs> or, or the world, it could have blown up the world. It could yes. have been a catastrophic event. And yet, and yet, uh, that's to me the orb is the weakest part of the episode because all throughout the show, it just didn't make sense and for me if it if you're forcing something to make sense then it's a little it's a little nick it's a little nick off of your off of your overall grade like i uh. i I think i think they could have easily done at at least some damage control in that sense where it's like a lot of the times when you morph and you become a ranger, a lot of the stuff that you do is just instinctive, right? Like it's the powers telling you what to do, call the Zord, all that sort of blast stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they, they like to write it off that way a lot. I think they could have easily said that, you know, the orb was kind of like, t- you know, the power of the keys was telling him like, you got to break us free or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, just have him say that just a quick line. And that or something been because I, that's what I thought. I thought that when I saw like the, the glowy go to Izzy, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, this has so much power!" Like I thought it'd be something like the orb would be talking to them and glowing for them and giving them the indication, "Yo, you y'all could break me. I'm good. Like I got you. You know what I'm saying?" But that yeah, didn't or, happen. Or how cool would it have been if like the orb was telling him to break it and he breaks it and it's still only the green key for her. And then he's like, oh, I guess it was telling me to help you, you know? And then Mm. like next episode, you could have a whole thing where he's like, you know, I'm happy for my sister and everything that I helped her out and everything. But I kind of thought that was 
going to be for me or whatever, you know? And then he eventually gets his key. That'd be nice. Then you wouldn't have the awesome fight scene in this episode. So that was cool. (laughs) Yes, true. Right. Um, And and I, you know, I've I've talked about this in recent episodes where you guys always talk about the music. And I've always said that, you know, I've never been one to really notice the music. But like the way the music swells when they break the orb and they get the keys and it starts to like, you know, take over their body with the power. It's fantastic. It just makes that scene seem so much more important. Like the music yeah, key was the, fantastic. The music, the music cues are great. They're, they're they're really great. And man, it's great to I like one more time. I'll say it again every week. It's great to have good music in the mm-hmm. show. Amen. Uh, so yeah. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. We've reached the point where they he breaks the orb, everybody's shielding their ass, and they get the keys, and they're, oh my gosh, and look at what's happening to me. And then they insta-morph into their rangers. Okay. And then she looks down. She sees some fabric. She's like, hold on. Hold that thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and rips it off. Hello. Okay. Now, I'm going to talk about this one last time. Okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. We've already talked about it too many times, but yes. Because the, of the sequence fans. of her ripping it off, saying skirts aren't really her thing, and then the slow-mo run where she flings it, flings it back, never see it again. Okay? Thought that was a, I thought that was a great moment. It didn't take up all the air in the room. It was appropriate. And then as when she flinged it behind her, she jumps up and knees one of the hedgemen in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. It's great. And I loved it. And it was so refreshing. And man, it's just good to see how they are going to match up the footage. It's great to see what they're going to do. Right. You know? Uh, I think the most important thing for me was the fact that her line was, skirts really aren't my thing, instead of, skirts are too girly. Something like that. Right? Right. It wasn't it wasn't a gender thing, it was a personal preference thing, which is key. And obviously it's never going to happen, but I like the fact that it gives the idea of if a guy wants to wear a skirt, let him wear a skirt then. Right? I'm gonna right. let you redact that statement because Steele walked. Well, you you know what I mean, but yes, yes. So uh, that future rangers can run. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was like included in uh, It's Great to Be Human. Like that whole big mu- musical scene about mm-hmm. if I could even wear a skirt. Mm-hmm. It's in there. Like, I just I just love that it's a 100% a personal preference thing, which is what it should always be. It should not be a big deal. What your personal preference is. But if you don't want to wear a skirt, don't wear a skirt. And Amelia, if you want to wear a skirt, wear a skirt. It's fine. Yeah. Be you. 
Brandon, what do you yeah. think? Personally, I you're like, like woman, where's your skirt? No, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, how can I choose my words carefully? Because mm, I just feel like for I I just don't see how a piece of cloth can cause so much controversy. Mm. Um, especially, especially when this show, since the dawn of time, since the very beginning, had one girl wearing a skirt and one not wearing a skirt. Uh-huh. So why is it that all of a sudden, after 28 years, now there's so much emphasis put around a piece of cloth that goes around a woman's hips. I feel like this is somehow I just feel like this is some kind of weird expectation by some male fans that just like you can't you can't be a woman with, you can't identify as a woman without wearing a skirt. It's this weird idea this it's this weird ideology of control that mm-hmm. I'm just like I just don't quite understand where it comes from and, and where it stems from. I'm, I'm, I, I'm very perplexed on it because it's like, you do know that there are seasons where both women, SPD, did not. That's do not what I was about to say. I was about to at say. All. <laughs> at all. Three Period. of them, actually. Yeah, four, three of four. them. SPD cat. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, uh, and uh, Decca, uh, whatever, the one that comes in at the last second. Oh, yeah, um, Nova. Nova, that's the name. Yeah, like, they they don't wear skirts. So it's just like, it's this weird idea of just thinking that every, in order to tell that, oh, she's a woman, she has to wear a skirt. It's like, no, she doesn't. And and also, I, I also was hearing a lot of, like, a lot of criticisms on the fact that she, like, she ripped off. Why would she wear it at all? Well, to that, I'm like, it's obvious that the previous Green Ranger was wearing a skirt. She gets it, and she's like, she doesn't want to wear it, so she's going to take it off. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the problem? Case in point, Lightspeed Rescue. Right. Literally, almost every season prior to, like, Ninja Storm... There was a there was a one there was a male yellow like a lot of them mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it never really and then see I I think part of it has to do with the fact and and I really like that they did this is the fact that they did give the ancient Green Ranger a skirt mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that is an extra step they took that they did not need to do right right they could have easily treated this like any one of those old seasons just have Izzy morph she doesn't have a skirt. Whatever, you know, never even address the fact. But they decided to go that extra step, take that time, make it a personal choice, shine a light on it. And in in shining a light on it, they were saying how unimportant it actually is. Right. In a really cool way. There's this weird, like, anal sense with this fandom where it's like they just feel like that's the way it was in the Sentai. So you, you either ignore it or if you choose to address it, you have to address it in the right way that I want you to address it in. And they just have this weird controlling sense about them 
that I've just never really understood. Like, I've, I even saw people complaining today, and they're like, well, if she's going to remove it, then she should have removed it by touching her morpher and doing something morphine-wise with it, where it's like... Wait, what? Yeah. What? We're talking about a children's television show where people are wearing spandex, and we have rubber monsters and all this foolishness. You can see zippers. You can see tears on, on fabric that they're wearing. So who cares about the logic behind a ranger being able to rip their their you know crazy armor suit of spandex like you don't need logic behind that whatever point you're trying to tell as a story that's what matters and the point they're trying to tell is that skirts you know whether you want one or whether you don't whatever you choose it's cool that's what you focus on that's what you should focus on yeah like you like i don't like they should have done it this way no they did it fine and really it's not for you mm-hmm. no honestly it's not for you it is for i mean yes the message you should receive it and you should understand it not saying that you must ignore it however what i'm telling you is is that it really is for the women and the mothers who have their little girls and they're watching the show and the message to them is like you could be any type of little girl you want to be. If you mm-hmm. want to wear skirts, awesome. If you don't want to wear skirts, awesome. That's it. Yes. So It's okay if you want to be more like Amelia. It's okay if you want to be more like Izzy. Both are great. That's right. Why. So therefore, grown man children who are losing their minds, quit it. Mm-hmm. It's done. Seriously. It's done. So can we not talk about the skirt anymore? Yeah. And I like to retroactively <laughs> think that Trini and Taylor and Kelsey made that choice too. And they're just like, I don't want a skirt. Whatever. It's cool. That's it. That's it. It's a wrap. Okay. And not only that, it's it's a suit. Like it is it's a superhero suit. How many superheroes have we seen? Uh, women superheroes have we seen? that do not wear skirts in battle. Like, <laughs> like Listen, over, over the years, like women have been given some ridiculous outfits to wear in battle where it doesn't protect them at all. So, so bo- the infamous boob window. Well, so yeah. let's just, but it's, it's just like, yeah. it's, it's, it's just, what I'm saying is it's just like, not every superhero, not every female superhero needs to have a skirt. Right, and, it's a full yeah. body costume with a skirt. It's the most pointless piece of fabric ever. It really is. It <laughs> really <nothing>. is. <laughs> I saw someone saying, "Oh, well, it's to protect from the the from the butt the butt shots that they're gonna take." I'm like, "Wait, what?" No, 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 not like Brazilian butt shot. I mean, like, like <laughs> oh. the actual, like, you know, the camera zooming in on their butt. It's to protect. It's to. It's to cover them. I'm like, ah, look, you. Like, why what? are you? So, who thinks that way? Um, could you also inform those people that this might, you know, destroy their world? But the person in that suit is a small Japanese man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's a man. It's a man. It's a man. In there. It's very rarely a woman. Very rarely. So. Let's just get it together. Just stop. Just stop. Okay? 
let's just stop. Oh my gosh. Anyway, moving right along, the fight scenes were amazing. Loved mm-hmm. it. It entertained me. They were throwing swords. I mean, it was just great. I mean, not practical at all, but it was great. It was amazing. Like, there are certain things that are just not practical, but it looked cool. So, I'm here for it. Yes. Um, And I'll say this. Now, it works for Izzy. It's not going to work for every character in the world, but it works for Izzy when she uses really current slang. When she says, like, you and me are really vibing, dude. Or when he leaves and she's like, big scary monster ran away. You'll love to see it. It works for her. That is very current dialogue. I, I don't want to see Zato say it. <laughs> <laughs> she can get away with it. She's the teenager on the team. She can do it. Oh, I guess. Period. <laughs> oh, that's the one I'm waiting for. That's the one I'm waiting yes. for. Can we get a can we get a period up there? I mean, yes, Tanya did it. Tanya did it back in '96, but <laughs> it's back. It's back. It's back. It's back. The Zoomers we, we are saying it. Period. Period. With the T with the T at the end. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Boom Tower does not want to vibe with a teenager. Like he, he does not. He doesn't. He's he's grown. He's he's a thirty something Power Rangers fan. <laughs> oh my god. This is supposed gosh. to be for me. What? Stupid. Oh my gosh. Oh lord, have mercy. And even the Zord fight was interesting. Yeah. Mhm. Did the knee thing? Did the knee thing? It was it was running up the uh, the mountains. Like it was it was doing a whole bunch of stuff. Like Mhm. I mean even like when a Zord fight is interesting, I'm just like, okay, all right. Like, and a... the music matched the intensity. It was mm-hmm. good. It was good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did not skip ahead. Look at that. Look at God. So, <laughs> so yeah. Like, it's just, it's just wonderful. I mean, one of these. Oh, so about Dra Dracnarok. So I think it's one of the, what is his name? I think I retweeted it. So this, I guess his name is Steve. And he works on Power Rangers, current show. And he said, fun fact, that running gag came about after I realized Dragnarok's name was initially never said in the episode. So we began looking for places to add it in. So the whole thing about um, Boom Tower kept forgetting their name, like Boom Tower and Mucus kept kept forgetting his name. That's where that of, that's where that came from. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. And then there's another situation here with Izzy and one of her lines where Izzy was so quotable. So like when they get back to the base and Izzy says a uh, big superhero mood, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that was one of the lines that were like 80 yard in, right? So then to that, 
he said, mildly fun fact, uh, I came up with about 15 variants on this line and had them in the track ready to play if this one, my top choice, didn't get approved. Turned out I didn't need them. So just like little touches here and there that it seems like everybody's having fun with uh, is making the show more quotable and uh, and injecting some of that humor and some of that um, uh, modern feel to it. I I also think it's kind of funny because um, the Pink Ranger in Kira Major always talked about everything being a mood. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. That was her recurring line, was everything was such a mood. <laughs> it's a whole mood. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah, when they get back to base, that's when they all find out who everybody is. We're like, wait a minute, it was you? It was you? And you guys are with the thing and the what? And you're an actual knight? That's amazing. And so, Zato's like, boy, you, you humans sure do love Zords. Yeah, they do. They. I mean, it has <laughs> been a nice recurring theme for every episode so far. Especially Amelia. She loves them Zords. Well, I mean, I like how they're excited about stuff that they've learned about or seen on their television or, you know, in some fashion. Like, it, it's nice. It kind of reminds me of um, Ninja Storm with Dustin. I mean, realistically, if the Power Rangers are reported on the news, the thing you would see the most would probably be the Zords. Because mm-hmm, they're so massive. I mean, mm-hmm. and tearing up buildings and all of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Abandoned so, like, building. no, I'm like, none of them teenagers held any grudges against the monsters tearing up their homes. So, yeah. okay, that's great. <laughs> oh, boy. But one thing that Solon said that was interesting to me, she said that she's half cyborg half dinosaur which right you know uh strange i know took some adjusting for me too so is she implying that she was a full-on dinosaur but then you know in order to survive these 65 million years she had to become yeah I, I, i feel like there is a good solon backstory to be told agreed i I do too i hope there is because I was just like, huh, inter- interesting that how you, uh, hmm, interesting how you mentioned that out of nowhere. Hmm. I mean, I would think she was, she must have been turned into a cyborg by Zato, I would think, before he went to sleep. Because he wasn't taken back by her appearance when he unfroze. Mm-hmm. So I thought it, I thought that she said that she was injured in battle. On the first episode, like she, I thought that she was saying like she was injured during the battle. So I, I, I would think that that's when the cyborg implants were, that cyborgs were cyborg parts were implanted, was during that time. I'm gonna have to watch it again. I don't. I was remember. just saying I don't remember that line, but yeah, I would assume it's just it was a dinosaur that was helping them in one way, shape, or form, and then somehow by making them cyborg gave her, gave her intelligence. So, I don't know. But hopefully that will be an episode. Yeah. How her people survive and didn't survive, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But, um, not easy. Javi remembers, wait! Kinda broke my story, literally. Don't have one. Uh, so, 
not going to get the job because I don't have the item that I was supposed to report on. And he also reminds Zato, like, yeah, well, you SOL too because you don't got a story neither. Eh. Right? Doesn't he kind of have a story though? Like- but that's the thing. So, 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 they all go to Buzz Blast, right? And then Wacky, Jane, and Jay Borg scene ensues. Who cares? Nobody cares. So, uh, they go. You leave them alone. To, to I'm just getting to the meat of the story. They go to Buzz Blast, and all of them are there. Izzy, the main person of his report, is there. He, she's right there, there, and yet. Jane is like, hey, Javi, you were brave and you went out of that orb when monsters were there. You get the job. I'm like, the homeboy, he broke. He literally broke his story. He doesn't, he has no story. I mean, technically he, he does have a story because like, but he can't tell the full story. However, he still doesn't have one. It's not there. However, Zato has his. So explain that. Explain that. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that part either. It was just like the story is standing like right next to him. Like, I feel like Zato should have gotten the job. I mean, to be fair, Jane probably didn't know that was, uh, that's who that person was standing next to him. Considering she didn't even remember that the name of the person was in the story. But that's where Zato's like, actually, my, my story's right here. His, he, she's here. He, she's here. In fact, we could do it right now. We could we could do it live. Um, but like, I, yeah, that was a little awkward for him. I'm just like, okay, you guys, the keytar is not that important. He does not need this job. See, I I liked it because I feel like in a traditional Power Rangers season, Jane would have just been like, "Well, you both get the job." Yeah, and I didn't want that. I didn't I didn't want that. I would have been okay with neither of them getting it. But if one of them had to, I would have preferred it be Javi. Um just because, you know, that that bucks tradition of the way this thing works in Power Rangers. But yeah, it didn't make a ton of sense logically, but it is one of those things where it's like in real life, well, you gave the job to the other person. I can't just, you know, argue about it until you give me the job also or instead of so I'm, I'm no, okay. With none it. of them should have gotten it then, because it didn't well, make no probably, sense. Probably true. Probably true. <laughs> it didn't make no sense. But yeah. he was heroic. It doesn't. Except, make... except in the case of his own dad. Exactly. You exactly. left your dad to <laughs> die. <laughs> oh, you know, like it's one of these like, how much am I suspending disbelief in order to enjoy this episode? So we will, we will get to that when we rate it. We will get to that. Uh and yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, his first assignment is to find the best burger in Pine Ridge because that's a uh, riveting journalism. So yeah. Um congratulations. You will earn that keytar money in no time. Yeah, Buzz Blast is, is interesting in the sense where it's like it still wants the breaking important stories. But it also just as much wants the silly, nonsensical clickbait stories. So, kind of makes it... Kind of like a local news station. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say, because we didn't d- discuss it before, but like, 
this was one of the better uses of Jay Borg and Jane. Because it made sense. They went to the museum, you know. I, I, the yes. actress who plays the actress who plays Jay Borg, I really think she's doing a great job. Like she's very, you know, yeah. she's got the energy. The fact that she read all the fake words, you know, she was she was you know, Yeah, she actually did read the fake words. Right? That is true. <laughs> that is true. Like I think she is pretty fan she's pretty fantastic in the role. You know, it's it's a thankless role, but she's pretty good in it. Yeah, I think that this episode showed for me that Jane and Jay Borg use very minimally mm-hmm. in terms of time and the wacky turn down a notch or two. Now it, it turned back up at the end, but it, you know, just in moderation, then it's palatable. I can live with it. Just don't extend the wacky into other areas in this where you want to make them important. <laughs> like, I mean, and and I'm I'm being I just I have no problem with the actors. I just Yeah. <laughs> I just Simon did say that they're not going to be in every episode. So he did say that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, forget, I forget whether it's on Ranger Board or on Twitter or somewhere like that. So that's where I'm looking forward to because right now they've been in every one. Uh, and, but this was the least offensive out of the ones. I would say that. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. So before we grade these, there are upcoming episodes, right? Yes. And let's, I'm going to read some, uh, some summaries. Okay. So episode five is going to be airing Saturday, March 27th. Winning Attitude. Izzy is determined to win a big race with the help of her Special Olympics athlete cousin, Lily. After Lily misses a training session and Izzy rejects more help, her sportsmanship is put to the test. Episode 6. Superstition Strikes airing on Saturday, April 3rd. Amelia thinks she's cursed with bad luck and is reluctant to help the Rangers. Afraid she'll cause more harm. But when monsters attack the base, uh uh-huh, she learns the truth about luck. And in episode 7, Stego Search, airing on Saturday, April 10th, the warden takes away Javi's guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Putting him in a bad mood, which he refuses to explain to the team. Javi is forced to open up about his problems in order to find his Zord. (laughs) This damn guitar. (laughs) You love it. Listen, he cares about his music. And his father is trying to take away his joy. 
It's a keytar. Like it's a keytar. It's a thousand dollars. Okay. Oh he said, I am an artist and I am sensitive about my ish. Okay. Just, you leave this poor boy alone. It is that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I mean, we are going to be well into... Uh, there are no breaks. I mean, it's three straight weeks of new episodes. So, you know, if if we end around uh, episode eight or nine, I mean, that's well into the end of April. So, yeah. Yeah. Mid-season finale is coming up. Wow. Rapidly. Rapidly. But... We have to grade these this this current episode. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Brandon, let's yes. start with you. What do you give new recruits? I think I'm gonna be like Jira was last week. I think I'm gonna give it a five. <laughs> yes. Because. Okay, so I actually, when I first watched this episode, I actually had no complaints at all. Like, actually talking about it with you all tonight was when I actually realized about the orb. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> the orb never bothered me. I was just like, this is just a thing that's supposed to, like, be there to give them their powers. I just accepted it and was like, okay, this is what we're doing. All right. Um, but yeah, like, I just, I never really had... I don't know. Like, I was just really excited to see them, and I was just like, okay, the way they're explaining it, we know we got some drama coming up with um, with Javi and his dad, which y'all already know I love the drama. So, I'm just like, I just liked it. I was like, this is a really good episode, and like, I wasn't offended by Jane and, and Jay Borg. It was just, I just really liked it. It was a solid episode for me. And then you talked about some things and you realized some things and you're like, yep, still a five. Yeah, still a five. Still a five. I mean, right. yeah, I mean, the orb thing, like I said, the orb thing, I was like, yeah, never thought about that. But, <laughs> but overall, I was like, yeah, it's not that bad. Not that bad. Not enough for me to be like, oh, that's going to take it down. A, that's going to take it down a grade. Like, no, nah, not that bad for me. Jeremiah. So, I'm going to say something very, actually very similar. Um, I really didn't have too many problems with this at all going into it. I do think that based on what we talked about, there could have been some improvements. Like I said, with explaining the orb, I think it would have been a great idea to only have Izzy get her powers in this episode. Um, mm. Especially with based on those synopsis, there's like, you know, this is episode four, and Javi doesn't get his Zord to episode seven. You know, there, there's some wiggle room to not give him his powers till five or six. Uh, so, you know, that was a missed opportunity. You know, the idea of having the big green orb and it somehow having green and black in it, I don't, you know, that's, that's kind of weird to me. Um, but overall, I always just keep coming back to the fact that the little things bring me back, you know, the interaction between the villains. The the Jane and Jayborg actually got a little bit of a chuckle out of me. Um, everything kind of made logical sense the way it progressed. 
yeah, Javi with his dad. We'll we'll explore that. Um, and I also really like the fact that you know in episode one, it was really Amelia's story with Ollie sprinkled in, and then in this episode, it really felt like it was Izzy's story with mm-hmm. Javi sprinkled in. You know, I like the fact that the girls led the charge in both of their debuts. Um, and the dialogue has just really been ratcheting up, you know, this whole season. Um, it just works. And the line deliveries, especially by Tessa, were just fantastic. Um, yeah, it could always be better. And and like I said last time, is I end up going with my gut a lot with this, where I don't want to be too nitpicky. I still want to be critical, because there still are problems. But... I came away from this episode the first time I watched it just smiling, just being happy, just thinking about all the little things I enjoyed about it. And that sort of attitude, the fact that this is the first time in so many years, like, and I liked Beast Morphers. I liked Dino Charge. But this is the first time in so many years since RPM where I'm like, every single week I am anticipating episodes. Um... Mm. And because of that, I'm going five again. Boom. Lock it in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I didn't know what I was going to grade it going into this. This recording that we're doing. Mm -hmm. I was going back and forth because my first watch, I felt all the feels. And I was just like, this feels great. I love this episode. My second watch, same thing. I'm like, feels. Solid feels. Even missed some things that made me enjoy it more. Awesome. The third and fourth watch. Fourth? (laughs) Then I was starting to notice some things i'm just like okay let's let's remove the rose colored glasses let's look at how this was structured is this because we are hyped that these new characters are entertaining and they are not bringing down the story at all we are enjoying what we're seeing is this overshadowing some of the structure so that this story can be carried along in a believable way? Again, am I suspending enough disbelief where it's just like, okay, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. We understand that. Okay, 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 okay. Like, for example, when they morphed and they knew all the stuff and where the stuff, for the most part, I'm like, that's some disbelief I can suspend fine it's not the first time that rangers have done that it's fine like there's certain things that they're not going to be like stumbling upon i get it they whatever there's some other things like the orb where i'm like okay this is one scene that didn't fit didn't make sense okay now this is another scene that they're trying to fit and make sense now this is another scene and then okay and this is the main part of the story of how they get their powers That, to me, I'm just like, ah, you guys. And even 
every other part with the with the monsters. Normally, if they're jokey, like if they're too jokey, I'm just like, ah, that's a little too much for me. But like, they were just the right amount of jokey where I'm like, okay, they're actually clever. Fine. And then Jane and Jay Borg, they kind of tamed down a little bit and they were just the right amount of length in a episode where they don't annoy me. Awesome. Great. Fine. So like there were good points to this, but I'm just like, but the orb. <laughs> hmm. The orb. That's the main reason why we're here. Because it gives them their powers. You know, and then the skirt thing, that was amazing. And then the fights was amazing. So I really teetered between a five and a four. I really did. I really did. I was just like, am I being too critical? Am I being too harsh? And I wouldn't be me if I didn't have to dock it a point because the crux of how they got their powers and how all the problems happened was how this orb was handled and it wasn't quite believable to me. It was too many points of like, okay, I have to throw that logic out the window in order for me to say, like, this is a five. So it is a high four, but it's still mm. a four. Mm. It is a better episode than last week. So they have they have been improving each week. So I'll give them that. But it's not five for me. It's a four. Okay. And I think, and I'm just saying, just saying, I have not given a two yet. That in itself is an accomplishment. This is true. So I I'll push back in one tiny bit and say that I don't think your favorite show in the world, whatever it is, you should be watching four times in that shorter span of time. I think it'll make you dislike it a little bit no matter what it is. The first time well, first of all, you can't tell me what to do. Like that's not I'm, gonna happen. I'm not, <laughs> like I'm you're, just not saying tell, that you're not gonna tell me how to watch nature. And, and human nature. You're not gonna tell me how to watch my shows. Like there <sighs> are shows that I have watched multiple times. Like the episode I watch, I literally know exactly what's gonna happen, and I'm just like, this episode is amazing. I could watch. I mean, this that, over that quickly. And over again. That quickly. When am I that quickly? It doesn't matter for me. It doesn't matter if a show is good. I will watch it again like it doesn't matter like if i if this is if it's part if it's if it's a show that i love and then within the show that i love then it's one of my favorite episodes i, I mean hello run that on marathon i mean it's great so the first time it was a quick situation like okay beats great skirt awesome fine second third fourth time was like well, second and third time were more in depth. Fourth time was just like, did I miss anything? To be fair. So, right? So, like, you could say a good three times. But even still, like, if a show is good, it's good. And if an episode is going to be good, it's going to be good, regardless of how many times I watch. And in fact, what I said, if you were listening, was that the second time I watched, there were things that I caught that I liked even more. And I was just like, oh. I like this. All right, but but all then right. I find other stuff. I'm just like, but wait a minute. How? Wait, hold on. No, wait. Like, 
yeah. So I mean, I won't go beat by beat again, but it's a, it's a high four though. Like, come on, you guys. I I will I will say when we were reviewing it, there were a couple times where I'm like, maybe it's a four, but I didn't linger on that horrifying thought too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Cause, it, like, like I said, there was some things that I was like, mm, but then I was like, nah, I, I, I'll still maintain it. But it, been... like I said, it's how how, mm-hmm. how I felt. No, I was just saying, like, it's just how I felt, like about how how it made me feel. Well, I've been consistent. Okay, I I have steadily increased my score, and I think that I am leaving good room for those actual fives. And I I feel good about it. I feel good about it. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. You know what I'm saying? So I respect listen, that. none of us have given it a two. So already it's doing better than Beast Morphus started. Already. Well actually I the one at this point gave it like a two or a one or something like that. Y'all actually liked it. That fourth episode chat of Beast Morphus. Y'all actually like that so I'm just not Anyway, so <laughs> but wait, which one was the fourth one? Child with Robbie and um It was the one where uh Roxy was pretending to be good so he'd get the dishes. Oh, I thought that episode was terrible. Terrible. Horrible. Brandon, Brandon wasn't here. You can't say y'all. Yeah, it wasn't me. I, I thought that episode was terrible. Yeah, you just got you're just yelling at me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh but yeah, so like I just it was ugh. so I'm I think that overall, if I can speak for everybody, that Dino Fury has done a great job at not making us group these reviews together. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, before <laughs> before we ever reviewed the first episode, we were discussing this. We were like, are we going to group these? Are we just going to do the premiere individually? And we kind of decided the show's going to dictate how we're going to we review these. I think we discussed this on the show. I think we discussed yeah. this on the show. Yeah. We yeah. said the show will dictate. If the show's great and we feel like every episode's worth its own discussion, then that's what we're going to do. And so far, that's how we felt. Yeah, that's true. So, Simon? Yeah. Simon, just, just don't, just keep at it. Although yep. everybody has been saying like, yo, we can't just wait, be prepared, just wait. Y'all going to be seeing some things. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. Simon, this if, season? Yeah, oh, Simon, Simon, if we end up discussing episode 15, 16, 17 in one review, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, though, now, they kind of did the same thing. With Dino Supercharge, because remember how they hyped that up at Power Morphicon and was like, all right, y'all, Dino Supercharge gonna be a thing. Gonna well, the first two or three episodes on. were a thing. <sighs> first two or three episodes of Supercharge when Heckle was still like undercover. Right. Those were great. Those, those were great. Those, those are good. Those are good. But then, but then, dramatic. Also, that was under a previous company. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. So, this is true. This is true. But I'm just saying, you know, the idea of, you know, we've been told a couple times, you know, hyping it up like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a thing. going to be a thing. And then however, all of a sudden we get it and it's like, ooh. However, ooh, didn't Simon say 
that episode four is his favorite. And you two in particular agree that this is the best episode yet. Yes. This is true. I mean, actually, me too. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to make a point. I'm trying to, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, we so, agreed. Right. We agreed with the hype. Which right. is good. So, which is good. Therefore, currently, the hype has met the expectation. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just saying, I'm just hoping that that continues. Well, me yeah, too. I'm just hoping that continues. I mean, that's that. That's the crux of this: is that for the last decade we've been told things and then they weren't delivered upon and we're all just, you know, sick and damn tired of, you know, being Charlie Brown and Lucy pulling the football away from us. So we really, really want it to be true. But in the back of our mind, we're like, we've been hurt before. (laughs) You've hurt me before. Power Rangers. (laughs) I have wounds. (laughs) So, but at the same time, this new company is allowing these people to speak about how excited they are for us to watch the season. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been a thing for previous seasons. This has been the most that they are speaking about how excited they are for things to come. Yes. It felt like we, we got a little bit of that in Beast Morphers. It's a, a, little sm- bit. A, 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 a hint. A hint. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cause, and I wonder why we got a hint of that because of the new company. <laughs> Like I'm just saying. It's yeah, just... it was it was yeah. the transitional season, and it really was the transition of, you know, zero chatter whatsoever to a little bit to now yes. we're getting a lot of it. Yeah. So it's it's it seems different to me, and um, yeah, and and I and I think that especially with the interactions that. Not only Simon, but the cast has been doing as well with the fans of the show. I mean, it's just, it just feels different. Mm -hmm. It really does feel different. It feels like, not to say that previous seasons, you know, at any given point, people weren't proud. I don't know. I can't speak for everybody. But everybody this time around is just like, yo, yo, like, y'all need to, like, there's some things coming up, you know, like I, you know, so again, I don't want to overhype. I just, I do want to take it week by week and see, you know, and then let the show speak for itself. I, I do want to do that, but you know, sure. it's nice to be a fan again. Mm-hmm. Of, yes. Uh, you know, of a season so far that has not dipped. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of work on our end, especially on your end, Lisa. But I love wanting to talk about each episode individually. Like it makes me excited. Yeah, like I love to love the franchise. You know, I I, I I hate I hate the idea that people say like, oh, you're just getting old and jaded. And to a certain degree, that is true. Mm-hmm. But when it's good, I want to shout it from the rooftop that it's good. Like, 
I'm excited when it's good. Like, that's what I want. I want every single season, every single episode of every single season to be fantastic to the point where I want to talk about it every single week. Just hadn't happened in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I think that we can leave it there. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you guys have been enjoying the episodes that we've been delivering to you. I hope that we've been delivering some joy and some uh, entertainment. Spoiler alert. The episode after this. <laughs> not so much. However, <laughs> oh, we'll get back one. to the joy and entertainment. <laughs> that, that episode may shock people. <laughs> just uh let you know that uh if you are into the sentai then you will enjoy uh listening to some of our review and if you spoiler alert <laughs> if you like zenkaiju you want to skip that one. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> they might want to skip that one. You might. You might. Or, you know what? If you really want to hear what we have to say, I mean, spoiler alert, like, there are, th there are things I like and there are things I do not. But. Wait, wait. Did you just say there are things you like? <laughs> okay, okay. No, there were All things right. I mentioned in there that I, that I said that I liked. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Like, so, one or two. <laughs> and, and heck, I'm the guy that fights for Sentai, and I didn't even fight that hard. So This is true. This is All true. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and I thank you for listening. Cool, 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 Leo. <laughs> <laughs>